Hello, and welcome to the Re-Re-Read podcast, a series of short craft talks based on classic literature. We are still working our way through the Brothers Karamazov, and what a treasure trove of lessons it holds in store for us merely mortal writers. Today's lesson is Characters Behaving Irrationally. Once again, I am perhaps stating the obvious with a sense of great discovery, but it turns out that literary characters do not always have to make good decisions. Well, this is kind of a discovery for me, because my default assumption seems to have been that characters must be logically consistent, meaning they must be logical, period. I'm not saying that in my very minor literary career, I've set a bunch of Spocks loose on the imaginary world, but I have shied away from having characters do things that seem inexplicable. My worry has been that I would be using an inexplicable action by a character to further the plot. That would be a valid worry if the action does not make sense for the character, if I'm imposing that action on the character from outside. However, an action that's inexplicable to all other characters, and maybe even to the character himself, is not only permissible, but at times critical to the story. Here is a case in point. Dimitri has been arrested for his father's murder and is being interrogated. He looks guilty as hell, what with the history of rage at his father, the romantic triangle with his father, and his appearance shortly after his father's murder, drenched in blood. Also, he's really bad at explaining himself, and still kind of drunk after a night of throwing around a large sum of money, the exact amount, it appears, that was stolen from his murdered father. Dmitri has an explanation for all these things, including where he got the money, but he's reluctant to explain the money because he's ashamed of having borrowed slash stolen it from the aggressively saintly Katerina Ivanovna, his former fiancée. Eventually, though, desperation to save himself from prison wins out, and he tells his questioners that, out of the full sum he'd borrowed from her, he took half, tied it in a rag, and hung it around his neck. Dmitri attempts to spell out his reasoning. Perhaps it really is incomprehensible. You see, attend to what I say. I appropriate three thousand entrusted to my honor. I spend it on a spree, say I spend it all, and next morning I go to her and say, Katya, I've done wrong. I've squandered your three thousand. Well, is that right? No, it's not right. It's dishonest and cowardly. I'm a beast, with no more self-control than a beast. That's so, isn't it? But still, I'm not a thief. Not a downright thief, you'll admit. I squandered it, but I didn't steal it. Now, a second, rather more favorable alternative. Follow me carefully, or I may get confused again. My head's going round. And so, for the second alternative, I spend here only 1,500 out of the 3,000. That is, only half. Next day, I go and take that half to her. Katya, take this 1500 from me. I'm a low beast and an untrustworthy scoundrel, for I've wasted half the money, and I shall waste this too, so keep me from temptation. Well, what of that alternative? I should be a beast and a scoundrel and whatever you like, but not a thief, not altogether a thief, or I should not have brought back what was left, but have kept that too. She would see at once that since I brought back half, I should pay back what I'd spent, that I should never give up trying to, that I should work to get it and pay it back. So in that case, I should be a scoundrel, but not a thief. You may say what you like, not a thief. I admit that there is a certain distinction, said the prosecutor with a cold smile. But it's strange that you see such a vital difference. This amulet is now gone and the money spent, so all that's left between Dmitri and prison is this explanation— and the prosecutor isn't buying it. He thinks the explanation is strange. It makes perfect sense to Dmitri, and for Dmitri as a character, but does not work for anyone else. Dmitri, to his despair, sees that clearly. As political pundits are also frequently rediscovering, with a great sense of astonishment every single time, 
Human beings do not always act in their own best interests. They freak out under stress. They make plans that seem logical at the time, but later seem incredibly weird and foolish. They might buy worthless and ugly NFTs. In The Brothers Karamazov, it makes sense for an irrational act to drive the plot, because the story is in many ways precisely about human irrationality, which is to say, about being human. In other words, I have learned, it is okay if your plot is not a neat little puzzle made up of characters behaving sensibly. Your plot can be more like, say, an industrial accident, followed by urgent but incomplete cleanup efforts. For literary works, the latter is most likely preferable. But the accident has to come from a character or characters who are capable of having such accidents. You can't just dump irrationality all over your world from above. Unless you're Don DeLillo and your book is called White Noise.